1: Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is the Fatback 4 and Liverpool have beaten Aston Villa 3-0 at Anfield today in the Premier League. I'm Gav and with me I have Emma, Kev and Shawnee to go through it all and to chat about a couple of players. Mo Salah, the international break and whatever else comes up in the chat. Um, Matt and Chris done post-match after the game today. Um, okay, the post-matches are alright this season. Last season was a fucking disaster. <laughs> But um, this season they're not too bad in fairness But <clears throat> we won't go through every single bit of the game um, We will go through the goals and stuff like that But um, the lads went through it for an hour or so earlier So we'll go and look at other stuff Different stuff Shawnee, how are you? Good Good, 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 good. form Great bit of
2: Barclays today Roy Kane yeah. and Mika Richards punching the head off Some poor soul in the middle of the Emirates as
0: well
2: <laughs> What was that, that about? No idea. I'd I love context, but it, it looks like he was getting throttled. To be fair, and that's one Samba I wouldn't want to be part of. To be fair,
1: yeah, he was probably robbing something off Roy Kane's lunch plate or something, and he just went for him. Yeah, he um,
2: looked. But, he looked like he was kind
1: of like, blaming bored. to be fair. Yeah. I, oh yeah, I did see the, the short clip of that, and I was wondering what was going on. But the voice in it was a bit. What? What? What's What's going on here? Yeah. Um. But you're in Good form, anyway, Shawnee. Are you part of the Quanta Ultras yet? Yeah?
2: I, I started the Kwanzaa
1: Ultras. Did you? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I, so you're the reason behind the 15 euro membership fee, is that what it is? I'm the reason the
2: why Jürgen Club is playing because I'm telling him he's
1: getting his legs taken
2: out if he's not getting minutes when he should be.
1: Yeah, we're all, I think we should all be part of the
0: Kwanzaa Ultras. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Kev, how are you? I'm really good, really good. Great weekend. If Carlsberg did weekends, yeah, watching football, one. it was kind of like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't complain really, I mean, at the end of the day, everything turned up rosy today, mm. you know that could have been a tricky one. It really could have gone into it. That was a tricky tie, and we just made made it look easy, made it look routine, and compared to where we were this time last year, night and day the difference, yeah, night and day
1: it is emma um nice handy one today. How are
3: you, yeah? Brilliant. Um, like Kev said, it could have been a tricky one. We played Villa now twice in our last six league games. Mm. Um, second last game of last season, and it was a completely different game. They absolutely bashed us in midfield, and I think it was the exact opposite. Um, today, so yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, We we we'll, we'll talk about that because I uh, that's one thing I did notice because we were at Anfield for that, and yeah. then to watch that today, like Kev said, night and day, and there was, I think there was one massive reason behind that. But um, Zachary is making a massive claim here. He says, No way, Shawnee. I created the quants Ultras. You could be vice president. Zachary, I'll fight you for it, Zachary. Drop a pin there. Drop a pin there. But anyway, look, Liverpool have beaten Villa 3 0. Um, you know, going into the game, there's an awful lot of people out there, Villa fans and you know, non-Villa fans, fans of other clubs saying that'll be a tricky one, Villa can get out Liverpool. Liverpool, um, you know, centre-back's missing, Joe Gomez and Matt have been there and, you know, Liverpool will be there to be got at, but um, the lineup itself, you know, we, we know he's going with those centre-halves, um, mm. he goes with McAllister, um, which I think is a big deal, going with McAllister in there, um, with Jones and Sabas and then he he, he keeps Nunez in the side after last week at Newcastle Diaz and Salah either side of him. Um, but when you looked at Villa's team you looked and you went they, they can get at us because they've Diaby, they, the uh, Watkins they've, they've some good players McGinn's break, starting to break massively from midfield as well going into it were you a little bit how are you feeling going into it because I've spoken to a lot of Liverpool fans who are like yeah this one will be we we'll probably have to score three or four to get out of here with a win
3: yeah, like I said, they, they put it up to us on second last game and last of last season. So and like Emery, I, I think they're probably going to go deep in that uh, Europa Conference as well. Yeah. Emery is a decent manager. Like people always look back at when he was at Arsenal, and like probably not the best time to- time to take over or to take over or the best person to take over from. Mm-hmm. But at all of his other clubs, he's he's been excellent. Like he's the king of the Europa League with with Sevilla like do you know what I mean um so it was going to be I thought it was going to be tough um like people here present and people in the chat are fairly knowledgeable people and I can tell you that when we did triple predictions a high percentage of people have Aston Villa finishing in the top six Mm. um so um they will be a decent side it was going to be a tricky one and i was a little bit nervous if I'm being honest and but i think we passed with flying colors and the team wouldn't have been a whole pool different to what we played second last game of last season either and maybe diaby added in there and but they're a solid they're a solid team i think i spoke last week saying that there there wasn't that many there's not that much in the way of changes so they're a team that know each other we're trying to sort out our midfield on the fly as we're as we're as we're playing they, I, I would say that they're more settled than than we are. and um, So I was a little bit nervous going in. I, I did think we'd win, but I thought it'd be a lot tougher than it was.
1: Mm. Shawnee, the, the the, nerves probably comes from the fact that we haven't got Canadi and we haven't got Virgil van Dijk. Um, they're definitely one and two in the pecking order when it comes to centre-halves. So you've seen Joe Gomez, who comes off the bench last week after the sending off, and you've got Matip, who started last week because Kanati was missing. And putting them together as a pair, it feels a bit like a League Cup pairing. And that's not to, you know, that's not to disparage either of them, but that's what it feels like. Um, If there was any nerves to to be had before the game, is that where that comes from? Because let's be honest, they haven't played an awful lot of football, A, and they haven't played an awful lot of football together, B.
2: Yeah, and I think it just comes from, like, games last season when they were the partnership and it was a bit of a... Disaster when they played, and look, I've been critical of Joe Gomez, but he's been exceptional the last two weeks. But I think the worry probably came from the likes of Diaby and McGinn, he was a clever little fucker. Who we, mm. We've seen that ourselves who can drop in and occupy spaces, and you can make life difficult for centre backs by probably dragging you into a space where you don't want to be, and then you have the likes of the Abbey and Watkins, who are very, very quick, willing runners in behind, which is the last thing a centre-half wants is to be getting torn, spun, running towards the goal and chasing them. And we've seen um, since the kind of implemented this system towards the back end of last season, mm-hmm. that that's where we have problems is in the channels. <laughs> and when you looked at the lineup, you thought, right, who's shielding the back four? And what's the story with the two centre-backs? But well, I have to be honest with you, Gav. I know early goals change games, but I thought you were about excellent mm. today. Um, near flawless. couple of things with Gomez, but it, it's just it's just them things. The big thing for me is Gomez looks there physically again in yeah. terms of going into challenges. and He wasn't pulling out of challenges, and he's full-blooded in challenges. And then you see when he gets shifted out the right back towards the end of the game. He was brilliant. Look, I, I'm not one of like I don't have agendas. of favorite players, really. Well, I do have a favorite player, and I'm staying at the fan and love with Subasloy. But uh, and that I think that's just normal. But I'm not one of these people who would willingly like to see one of the players out of the team. Obviously, we have a preferred eleven, but I'd absolutely love if we could get Joe Gomez back to the 1920 for six months of 1920. Imperious centre back that he was. Rapid recovery, very physical, really good on the ball. I think Joe Gomez being informed form can only be a good thing for Liverpool and it would be a good thing in terms of competition in the back line because competition breeds performance. If, if you have competitive, you have to be on your game. Um, so I, I was delighted with how it went by Joe Gomez. I just hope he can stay fit. Mm. Um, but obviously, I think any trepidation before the game it's kind of like, vind- not vindicated, but it's, you can understand why people were because Villa are a good side. I know they, they got thumped by um, Newcastle on the opening day, but that scoreline completely flattered Newcastle. I don't think it was a 5-1 game at all. Like, they, were, they were right in the game. They just got caught in the hop. But um, like that that was a tough fixture, that today. And I'm delighted it's out of the way. Yeah. 10 from 12 from them all, <laughs> or is it? Is a brilliant return going into this international break. And I imagine that was probably best case scenario in a realistic way. Klopp was thinking we go into that international break 10-12. That's really good. You're probably would be even saying maybe eight. If you draw the two away games and win your two whole games, that that that's probably par for the course there. But it's a it's been a really good start to the season. And I think that was a that was a proper performance today where it was controlled from 1 to 90 and the game was managed really well. So it bodes well with the players that we have to come back in and we've seen Trent again affecting the game in an offensive way, which we I don't think we've seen this season. I think he was good last week when after the fucking... the, the Macedonia 20 minutes that he had. But, like... <coughs> I'm... Like it's it's short now because last year the the international breaks were like a little yeah, shell. He, he couldn't <laughs> wait for the last <laughs> year. We <laughs> <laughs> were screaming out for them. Yeah. I just I want Liverpool to be playing three games every three days at this stage we what well, bang at it and just so like we've got base to come into this team. jetted still hasn't got minutes yet. and um, Tiago, I know has had a setback. Canada and Virgil to go back in there. Like it bodes well
1: bodes well um, LFC Monty says I'm not getting hurt by Gomez getting injured again and he says this Wiley has wham careless whisper playing in the background <laughs> fair enough <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but Kev I'm going to go through I'm going to go yeah. through some players you know, he's, uh, Shani's going to touch on Gomez there and we will touch on him mm-hmm. again in a minute but Kev um, I think it was Frank Carlisle in, in the chat a minute ago said The legs back in midfield is a massive difference, right? Now, when you go back to this game, at the 2nd last game of the season, we all come out with that ground saying, him and midfield can't do it. Him and midfield can't do it. Him and midfield can't do it. You know, or what they want to do or what we need to do, they can't seem to be able to go and do it. That midfield that day, I think, was Fabinho Henderson-Jones, right, at home to Villa. And when you look at our midfield today, right, McAllister, for me, is everywhere well being understated. Always an option. Always a fucking option, right? You had Jones, who I thought um, kept the ball really, really well. And I just think your man Sabah's is an absolute machine, um, going, going backwards and going forwards. It's a massive difference in midfield, Kev.
0: I'll be honest. I looked at the two starting lineups today. and I looked at villain and I thought, okay, they're going to play five at the back they are got to put three in midfield and go man for man in the middle of the park, and leave the two pace merchants up front and try to hit them, hit us that way. When they lined up four four two, we had the numerical advantage in midfield, and you saw how high Villa pressed, how high up the pitch they were. If you had hindsight, it was today was a masterclass from Klopp. He literally just exposed Unai Emery's tactics and. The midfield three playing those three ball-playing midfielders, Villa didn't have a clue what to do. If you press them, they'll just pass through you. If they stood off you, did, Trent is going to quarterback passes left, right, and centre, and will dominate the ball that way. There was once the, once the game started to evolve, even going one 0 up, it was we dominated that game from start to finish, controlled every aspect of it. And it was as near perfect a performance as you're going to see in the way that we played. And if this is how Klopp is going to evolve this midfield, so that you're going to have Endo dropping into the games, into the difficult games where you need a protector. Whereas you're playing, like, those four games that we've played so far this season, three of those sides will finish in the top eight, I think. And two of them are away. And we've picked up 10 points from 12. And you look at that lineup today. We dominated the ball, and we looked better for it. We looked like we were resting on the ball. You know how people we always used to say about Man City; they're always able to play more or less the same side for long periods of time because they rest on the ball. Mm. That's what we were doing for the last 20, thirty Pass- minutes. Of that
1: says game it there. He says retaining possession was also key.
0: Yeah, it was massive, and but it was the comfort that we also when they wanted to play out from the back, our press. We were inviting them to play in areas, and then hitting them. And the amount of times we turned over the ball inside their half to go at them again, and all of that sprung from midfield. The front, the forwards enabled it, but the press from midfield. Bearing in mind that midfield three, that I think that's the first time they have played together.
1: Um, that's frightening. Yes, it is the first time. That's, the
0: that's frightening. How good that, how the potential that's there, and then when you look at who's not there, look at who's not on the bench today. That bench was fairly reasonable, considering who's missing. You know, yeah. I, I, know. I think I... we're in a, I think we're in a stronger position than a lot of people thought we were. Yeah, it's going into the season.
1: Emma, I, I, and I don't usually do this, right? But I'm going to let all three is have a word on this player because after three minutes, Dominic Zawislowi opens the scoring. It's a Trent corner. A lot of people go for it and miss it, and he comes onto it and he catches it. Beautifully into the ground and skimming and flying into the far corner. If someone in the chat there said, has anybody seen Ian Wright's comments on the on the goal? Um Salah isn't interfering with play whatsoever. So I don't see what the issue is there. But
2: could have put bleeding three keepers in the net and I saved that.
1: Yeah, it's it's past him before he even he knows it. But but Emma, I'll start with you. One it's so good to get an early goal because we've seen Villa grow into that game the back end of last season. And I know we could keep going back to that game because it's so close, you know, yeah. in, in, in proximity to each other. Villa grew into that game um confident, you know, but to get that goal early was huge for everyone. Um but Jesus Christ this fella is a player because uh, it's just to me he seems to just snap into tackles and I, I, I I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Fuck it. I'm gonna say it right. He reminds me of Steven Gerrard, right? Now, I'm not saying he'd ever reach the heights of Steven Gerrard at Liverpool, but when I watched him today, passing, moving, backing things up, snapping into tackles, going past people, tracking people, he is, for me, I'm not saying he's anywhere near Steven Gerrard before anyone jumps down and trolls, but he's the nearest to Steven Gerrard I've probably seen in Liverpool's midfield since mm-hmm. Steven Gerrard. Um, and I know that's a very high bar to set, but it's just his attributes, Emma. It's just like perfection for what you want to do in this tree in midfield.
3: Yeah, big time. Legs for a day. I think the one thing that kind of stands out for me and probably will, I think with the Anfield crowd, it probably means more to them. You can score as many goals as you want, but with five minutes to go, he's chasing down a ball and it just goes out of play. Yeah. And he's... And he's pissed off that he didn't yeah. get to it. He wins like the tackle on the play. Five minutes to go, like, yeah. and that's you've seen it all down through the years. As long as you're trying your best, with with, with uh, Robertson, it was when he chased uh, Man City from one end of the pitch to the next, and he, that that was it. He was a fan favorite. They love seeing stuff like that, um, and that to me today kind of nearly summed them up. But I won't go as far as I, I know what you're saying about Gerard. But what I will say is, is he fills the number eight jersey, I think yeah. a lot better than the previous person um I, and I mean already I think you can see that he deserves that jersey um but um yeah, what a player, like it's I like the little kind of friendship that him and Trent have as well, you'll see in the kind of the training videos and stuff like that, both of them over free kicks they both i i, I think he's his what he can do with a ball is is I'm not going to say as good as Trent. But there's a reason why he's taking the corners over Trent. There's a reason why he's taking some free kicks over Trent. He can smack a ball like, and that like the, there was very little backlift on that goal. It was very similar, and I know a few people have said it already. To it was a pure strike. It was like Thiago's strike in the Champions League, except it actually did hit the ground. Um, and yeah, but again, I think that I think that actually I think that one. Uh, I think that adds a little bit of zip to it as well. It would have skid yeah. off the surface. But um, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I I was watching it somewhere where somebody. Some provider is trying to block the the football be, from being watched on certain IPTV things, and uh, it took me a while to get a, get a stream up, so I didn't get the goal until halftime, and um, I didn't see them talking. I didn't see Schmeichel and Wright talking about Salah being in an offside position, Um but um somebody said that uh what's his name the keeper Martinez. Could see around, had a view of the ball, and that's probably why. I think the one Ake yesterday, he actually steps over the ball,
2: yeah, doesn't he? So goes in the side net. Will he give her over to
1: Enri? Then the blade side net.
3: I didn't hear them, but you look. Um, yeah, no, that's it. I just seen Michael is, right? yeah,
1: yeah. But look, don't worry about it. Kev. Um, yeah, he just like when you see players coming into the cl- into the club, and he's come in there for sixty million pounds. He's come from Germany. You know, um, and you're not pinning all your hopes on them, but it was key that we got this midfield right in in the signings we made. We needed, we needed them, not them all to hit the ground running, but we needed possibly seventy five percent of them to hit the hit the ground running. He, and like Emmett says, he just fills that jersey where he goes out and goes, I'm without being cocky, he he goes around the place like I'm the best player on this pitch. That's that's what he looks like to me. Yeah.
0: Look, if you watched him at Leipzig and you watched him playing for Hungary, I think I first saw him when he was playing for Hungary, I think he was about 18, 18, 19 years of age, and you knew he was good. Everything went through him. And when we went to, when we were in Liverpool that and we all came out, we just all looked at each other and said, Jordan Henderson can't do what he used to do anymore. He's, he can't do what his body needs him to do. And Dominic Sobosla is exactly the player we needed without realising that he was going to be the one that was going to do it. I always had, I had a real worry about his defensive capabilities. He had the physical stature coming into the, you know, he's a big lad. He's strong, powerful on the ball. He's got a great shot. He gets goals. He gets assists. I was worried playing in a three-man midfield that he wouldn't be up for the donkey work going the other way. My God, he loves it. He absolutely loves every single bit of it. He loves the tackle. He loves the aggressiveness. The league is made for him. And for 60 million pounds, I think, Sean, you called it in one of the shows. He'll be probably he won't be the most expensive player of the window, but he'll be the best signing that we've made. And I think Alexis McAllister mustard. Don't get me wrong. But Dominic Savosla is has the potential to be world class. He has the potential to be world class player. And the more he plays, the more to his game, the more strings to his bow that you're seeing. That shot today, he didn't smack it. He didn't try to leather it into the goal or anything. It was on his left foot. He just timed the arse of it. He just timed the arse of it. You know, what? if you've ever played and you like kicked a, Like a half folly, it.
3: wasn't it? He kind of yeah. used the, the pace of the ball coming towards him to just meet exactly. the ball. And- you know who used to
2: do it all the time now? Sabah's lawyer probably fucking hate me for this. But uh huddleston used to do what? all oh, that's the way mm-hmm. played for sports that's the way yeah. he sh- and that was always a thing like when you are like you see youngers and they're trying to burst the arse out of the ball you just have to catch it if you catch it right and you catch it sweet yeah. the ball's traveling it's gonna go in the pace is already on the ball it's just pure technique on a swinger
1: as well
0: fuck off it was well, anyway. it was a ridiculous <laughs> goal
1: Ridic- johnny i've left you with the last um now, listen, we've yeah, only, only 37 is. minutes left in the show, right? So go ah, handy I, here. No, Dominic, no. I, Stop I, I, hate,
2: I hate the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I him he's him, gorgeous, more, right? isn't he? He's him. 22. He's like, a, he's cut out of a rock. He's a Greek <laughs> god. He's the leader. He's the captain of his country. He, he's ripping up the Premier League like he owns the gaff.
1: Like, has he acting going for him? No. It's a plain joke. But is he happy, Shani? That's the thing.
2: Yeah, I don't is he? I don't even know. I had a so look at yeah. his missing as well. She's better. Honestly, I really <laughs> hate yeah, I'd say I'd say he
1: smokes Rotman's though, you know what I mean? So, uh, so not be worried no, about
2: being, being honest, um, yeah, fuck, fucking hell. Like he looks. The thing with me is like some players just come in and it just looks like water off a duck's back to them. That's exactly the way he looks and on top of being like we've seen players like him go away for years and you always kind of get the things like throwing at them like we're they're a lazy bastard and they don't like doing the they don't like doing the hard yards but that's the thing that surprised me most about him. The fucker was all over the place today. He was all he was tracking back, nicking the ball off their attackers like and he seems to love that. And he doesn't get tired. He has gone no, like,
1: he, ninety four minutes, he's, he's still he's
2: going and I I seen them saying it about uh, I think Jota said it about him saying, like, he just he doesn't tire. He doesn't tire at all. I think this is an absolute, um, a, a major, like, not a major find by Liverpool, but it was a big kill because with De Bruyne being ill, if Liverpool had a draw on that, like, this fella was the natural. To success at De Bruyne. I know you're comparing him to Gerard. No,
1: someone in the chat actually says he feels a bit more like yeah. De Bruyne than Gerard to me. Yeah, I'm making the Gerard comparison because of the way he goes around the pitch and a Jersey. An thing. Yeah, like no Ger-
2: Jared <laughs> had the big real um the big long, powerful strides and he just bores through. But the thing with subosloy is even when the ball when it's in a tight space he seems to maneuver real well our challenges. Like he, he gets his, he gets out of the way and then boom, he just has that
0: honestly he's got a, a great him. trick isn't he he's yeah, just got he a trick right. to be able to drop the shoulder and, and go either side you can go left yeah. and right like the same would be yeah.
2: like a perfect ten, but like in every sense of the word but he's proven to be like like just for this system like everything it's starting already to coin kind of revolve around them and in terms of that delivery you can whip a ball into the box all day but he has that real flat yeah flat delivery it's like do you ever see the way like teams struggle to defend throw-ins because of the trajectory of the ball and it's it's a real the the the, the, the plane the way the ball travels it's hard to defend cause it's hard at the rate madison does it really well and suppose does it really well where they just slice the ball and it's just the sort of thing where is any touch with the pace on the ball it, it it's just
1: it's oh, the, 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 ridiculous
2: like, I want to watch him playing again now in three days. Like, I don't want to have to fucking
1: wait two weeks. Look
2: at, yeah, I don't want to be looking at hungry highlights and all. I don't, like, whatever, fair play to you and know, all, but just <laughs> like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm flabbergasted by this fella. Yeah, I, and I just,
1: he's just, he's a handsome pig as well. Yeah, he is. He's decent looking in fairness to him. But, but the thing is, like, that flat delivery you speak about, and he has kind of taken, not taken over, but he's, he's, he's on an awful lot of free kicks and, and corners. The, the the thing with the flat delivery is like you said you can you can in swing something but when it's kind of got when it goes up in the air and it's come back down it gives it gives players a chance to read it and yeah. head it and when it's flat it actually gives you less time to react you know what i mean like the, you're in danger straight away because it's not cold and then you're kind of going on meet it here it's flat and it's flying in. and um it's another it's just another strength of his ball i think i think the big the biggest thing with him is going forward and I'm seeing it already actually in, in just little snippets of games. The fear factor is already in there with him. And you got that with the you get that with the Bruyne. When De Bruyne gets on the ball, you wanna go you wanna go and try to get it off him and he'll kill you. You know what I mean? Or you stand off and you think, Will I try you know, cut out pass lanes and he'll kill you. And I'm seeing that with Soberslay already because he nearly gives players a look at the ball and then they go, I'm gonna you. And when he go to the he's just gonna buy you. Good luck. I'll see you later. He's gone inside you, outside you. And like that, when he gets it over his feet, he's, he's going to hurt you, even if he gets it wide. And he likes pulling into that kind of right, nearly right-back position at times and then starting play from there. But I just, thought he, I just thought he was absolutely brilliant today. So I wanted to have a good shot over him. Um, Kev, I'll come to you first on um, Darwin Nunes because he plays a major role in the second goal. He keeps his place in the team. It's a brilliant ball from Trent. Um Trent's given way too much time today on the ball by Aston Villa, who are just caught between. Do we press, do we stand <clears> off? <throat> but you put Salah down the right, it's a good flick inside. So Darwin Nunes is a great effort. It hits the uh, the foot of the post and it goes in off Matty Cash. But just a word on Darwin Nunes because we all talk about the you know the the, the chaos and, and everything he brings, but I thought that was a really good centre forward performance from him today. His movement, his link up. Um, you know he doesn't snatch at that chance when he hits the post it's just a really good strike and an inch the other way and it's in it, as as much as last Sunday was brilliant I think seeing him progress and I know it's only one game but seeing him progress today into a centre half that's bullying centre back or centre forward that's bullying centre backs and making those runs and the links and stuff like that it's re. I think it's really impressive i it's something where you feel like he's going to explode, Kev.
0: He was, the way he played today, he was always a threat, <coughs> whether it be in behind or coming short with the link-up play. It, it was like, it was, remember a, th- a thing in WWE from years ago, controlled aggression, and, and that's what it was. He was controlled today. Everything that he did off the ball was a plan, mainly the way we pressed. He was a, He was a leader in a lot of it, and he followed others, when they all went together, he knew exactly where to be. He knew exactly what to do, and when the balls were, he was looking for Trent. Him and Mo were making the run all the time. That run for the goal, the three of them were in the line, and the three of them went. It was like Trent's got the ball, the trigger to go, and they all went. They trusted that eventually the ball was going to come, and and another day that goes in, and he he what his performance today had warranted a goal, but at the same time, I don't think he could have done any more. You know, he'd done everything bar score today. Uh, he must, if you're a centre half, you must be a nightmare to play against. Now, I don't think Pablo Torres is a, a poor player by any stretch. I think you'll get used to the league. he will be a good player. Um, Kwan, um, not Kwanza, sorry. Um what's his name? The other centre back that played Andre. right, started right back, Elite Konza, man. Ezri Konza. A lot of people wanted us to be going in for him. Started the season, they're good players. They're not outstanding world ta- world top players, but they're very good centre backs. Terrorise them. They were they didn't know what to do with him. Do they follow him in deep? Do they look to play in behind, look to play the offside trap? And he timed everything. I don't think he was caught offside. I genuinely I, I don't think he was caught offside once today. And for how much Villa compressed that game, you could throw a blanket over 20 yards with how much villa compressed that between midfield and forwards. For him to be able to time runs the way he was timing them it only bodes well apparently he's uh, he'd been having long discussions with Bielsa about where to run how to run what to do and whether that's true or not I don't know I I wouldn't be it wouldn't be a surprise if Bielsa if people have been in his ear whether it's Klopp the coaching staff Bielsa and he's taking all this in looking at his own game and refining it and refining it and now that he's got his chance He's, to, he's almost got to say, got getting, got, going to get to the stage where it's my shirt, drop me if you dare. And that's the way he has to be. He has to be greedy once you've got the shirt. Mm. Say, look, if you want someone to play the Premier League games, I can do the Premier League games. I can be a threat, I can cause havoc, I can score goals. If you want me to play the Europa League games, get your head down and force your way back into the side that way. But, he's. This is the, I think we've We've got a player who can play through play the nine in a different way to anyone else i think all of our forwards are unique in their own way they all can do, offer different things to to the way that we that we want to play but he's unique he's got real pace real strength real power and the finishes that he tried to, today he didn't even try to leather that one that went off the post that was a difficult finish and it was that close and on another day, like I said, that goes in. I'm really happy with him. He wasn't outstanding, but he was very good. He was very good. The anyway. best thing
2: for me about him was no, go on, go
1: on. that
2: go on. Best thing for me about him was like, I think the the criticism you could have with Diamond is if he's not scoring goals, what is he giving you? Like last season, and he'd be nicking goals. But I thought as I thought his general play was much better as well today. The little one the given goes, and the it, he wasn't fucking running around like a dog with two mickeys he, he was going. he was pressing with the triggers and he was cutting off passing the lines from the keeper and his little is some of his touches into the wingers was very good as well it, he's reminding me more of Torres the more I of him, Fernando Torres the Torres used to love that little give and go and playing off the shoulder and he, he's directly involved in two goals today like this fella just needs a chance again said it last week he's a kid he's a kid he's still very much learning the league and his own game but he has every single tail you need to destroy that just to say it he's placed upon i think he's he's quick he's quicker than a lot of people realize oh he's he's ridiculous and he's strong and he can't finish he, he he does have that like He's very unlucky with that dink off the bar today. Yeah, that's an unbelievable is. bit. That's yeah. unbelievable. That's an unbelievable bit of skill. That's not something that someone who can't finish does. Yeah, just doesn't get. He just doesn't get that little bit of luck. And I actually think he, he's getting a bit of stick for the one from Mo that that's playing him Mo. But that's a difficult one because it's behind him and he, his body's at a mad angle. Oh, he was about, Mo's I was wearing I think also, I think there
3: was a touch on that, and that's what he deal. was going with
2: his I won't lie to you. I was worried about Darwin coming into this season and it was more of a case of him having, like, needing to to perform and not like uh, he could, like he, he needs to perform. But I'm actually not worried about him anymore because I see it already in him, the difference in terms of being in front. Of the guy. I just didn't, it didn't fall him, it didn't happen today. But you've seen him when he's not scored and he's gone off the pitch and he's... But he went off the pitch with a smile on his face today because he knew he'd contribute and he contributed. Yeah, absolutely. He gets his goal as well. Yeah, he's grown into the he's grown into the soil. And I was just delighted that he started today because I was worried that Klopp would have probably went with Gakpo today despite Darwin's two goals last week. But he rewarded him with yeah. a start, and I think he took the chance, and that's that's all he can do now going forward. And again. I'm just fucking sick that it's an international break. I want to watch this fella playing football every three days.
1: <laughs> Emma, um, a lot has been made over Nunez. <clears throat> In fairness, anyone that can find a negative thing to say about him have done and, you know, yeah. they just keep calling him a £100 million striker and stuff like that um, to suit any narrative that's out there. But what I would say is that little inklings have come out over the last while that Klopp has no problem with his forward play. It's the other side of the game that he has the problem with. And I'd actually argue Darwin Nunes is the architect of how we got at Villa today. Because he's it, he triggers, I think he triggers an awful lot of that press on Aston Villa today. And again, mm. that's another sign of walking with him, you know, getting him to, to understand things, you know. Because you have to, like, like Sean, he says, he comes into that team last season. It's a big price tag, regardless of what way you look at. He's coming into a new league, a new language. He's, he scores 15, 16 goals last season. But you could see at times that's why he was Mr. Chaos because he was like playing his own game in you another know, sort of way. Yeah. Whereas we rely heavily on that centre-forward to be the, the the mastermind behind the press. But when you see it today, early on, he just he knows as soon as someone gets a bum, I'm on him. And he was going and making sure the whole team was coming with him. And look, Villa were all over the shop, but that side of his game was really impressive today as well.
3: Yeah, it, it's he's all. I think he's all round game. When he first came in, I think he probably felt that he had to, but coming in with a price tag. He had to be the main man. He had to be the one that was scoring all the goals. And I think what what he's realised now between last season and this season is is that. He doesn't necessarily have to be scoring all the goals. it's his it's his overall contribution to the game like so i agree with shawnee like some of his link up play that that one kind of flick around the corner for diaz and then i think Kamara pulls him down on the edge of the box and um, like it's just he's he's his kind of he's moving the ball a lot quicker he's not kind of settling on the ball he's he, he tries one or two things that don't come off today and look you said anybody that said that negative about him has. Steve, Steve Warnock is just another one of these. He was on CoComs on whatever channel I was watching on today. He seems to be another one of these ex Reds that just seems to hate Liverpool. Like, and he had one bad touch. And he said, oh, that's the that's the thing about Darwin Nunes. It was very similar to what somebody said about him last week. That's the thing about Darwin Nunes. That's the thing that he needs to improve in his game. Yeah. But, I mean, literally a few minutes beforehand, he he, he was moving the ball really quickly. Um, we don't get our second goal if it's not for Nunes. People are making an awful lot of this. He hit the post or he couldn't hit a bar and door and all this kind of stuff. Like We always say that one of Suarez's best possible goals was against Arsenal. That came off the post. I mean, you don't shoot, you don't score. Like you know what I mean? And look, I think he scored one. Was it last season against Brentford, where it (laughs) went off the inside of the off the inside of the post, and wide? I think came back across the goal. So look, he's there. He's getting into the he's getting into the scoring positions. I think the one from Salah, I think that actually takes a like a a slight touch off somebody. So that's why he was going to volley it and ended up heading it. And we've all anybody that's played football has has been in that position where you don't know whether to head it or kick it, and you end up looking the way Nunes looked today doing that but in terms of his overall play today I think he looked a hell of a lot more comfortable in his surroundings and yeah. um, more a part of the team rather than being just this lone wolf up front trying to score goals and um, whether that's down to like Kev said Bielsa or whatever he just seems to have settled a little bit more this season than he did last season and look he's got previous he did it at uh, Benfica, he had what six or seven goals in his first season and then absolutely exploded the next season. Some of that's just they're not all going to be supposed to who just comes in and owns the place within a few games. Like, do you know what I mean? So, I really like him. I thought his overall game today was absolutely excellent. Um, Shawnee's right as well. He's going off the chance of Nunes, Nunes. Like, that's he's probably always going to go off even when he has bad games, just that's just the way the crowds are. But he went off kind of content with his performance. He's had four goal involvements in two games. Like what? What mark can you ask from him? Yeah, no. look, like he scores two last week. He
1: he hits the post to this week and it goes in, and then he gets the assist for the Salah goal. So I and, think the
3: dink that went onto the crossbar I actually gets to touch off Martinez as well, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah, actually but, touches it onto the crossbar.
1: But the linko play the pressing. It was like let's look. Come here and tell you. If that's um, Ollie Watkins. And Ollie Watkins has that performance today, and he he goes off at Villa Park. People are going, what a performance Molly Watkins today contributing to Villa, like just call her as it is. It's a really good performance. You can't you can't take it in, you can't you know go into every minute detail and go, oh he had a bad touch there, oh that's there with Nunes for you, like that's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? That's like fucking. That's like anybody taking a bad touch and going, "Ah, oh, he's our farm." Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're they're brilliant footballers, but they all can't have every touch perfect. You know what I mean? You have to look at it as a whole and go: pressing really good, link up really good, gets in in front of goal, good shot, right? If you wanted to be really thinking, you go, could he not have got up right on target? But it's the base of the post. Do you know what I mean? It's millimeters the header for Salah's goal really good attacking it really well getting it into a good position you know so overall he comes off and Darwin has a good game why Why people have to try bend the narrative on this is is madness he just had a good game you know what I mean he could have a shy game next week and we be sitting there going he was shy this week but I'm not going to say that's him now doing for the season he's just shy mm-hmm. D- they all do it do you know the sort of way um, but look um he does get the he does get the assist for the Salah goal and you know we've gone we've gone through a couple of players there. Um one last player before we, we go and if there's anyone else you want to mention that you feel I've missed you can you can in after this. One last player I want to mention um before we go in, I want to have a little chat about Salah. Um is Quanza. Alright. Um he comes on again today and I know Villa aren't at the races really. I know Liverpool are in control of the game. Um but Shawnee, I'll come to you first i didn't even notice it was him do you know what i mean like i wasn't standing going, he's standing out like a sore thumb here at the back and we're gonna have to protect him for 20 minutes or whatever it is he went in there and he just defended and passed the ball and my highlight of the game is when on about 80 minutes 81 minutes he just intercepts one bursts out of the back and just pings one down the left side of, um for i think it might have been robertson or jota and i went jesus christ this fella is confident as well um I'm right behind just giving him as much chances as we can, Shani. I really, really am.
2: As a my gap, I think... Look, young center like, For example, when Gomez boards onto the scene at Liverpool, the, one of the main things you, kinda, you could throw at him is there was times when it looked like he was afraid and didn't want the ball. He'd be grand in one-on-one defending. But is always dropping making an angle, making himself available. Not afraid to <laughs> run the ball. He can ping the ball. His distribution is very good. His passing into midfield is crisp. And you only have to look at him. You say you didn't notice him. I noticed him. He's
1: a unit. No, no. I mean, I didn't notice oh, him. Where oh, this oh, is a young for I mean, coming like, on, going, yeah, you have to protect him. That's what I mean.
2: There was no, yeah. It looked like there was no impact. Yeah, it's just to... he's in there. He's yeah.
1: a centre-half. Yeah, he's a,
2: He's an absolute unit. He's an absolute unit. And. Um, you know, Fucking okay. a huge talent. Like a big, big talent. We all wanted to for Liverpool to spunk 70 million on Caldwell. And if we had the opportunity tomorrow, I would do it because Caldwell is brilliant. But this this young player has a has every single attribute you want to send a half to half. Say so I can say the exact same thing about him as he did about Darwin. He's he's a he's a big presence. He reads the game well, he's got pace. And he can play the ball. He's made for this Liverpool system. And that was the whole idea of thinking we went into this season short. And I agree with what Kev said at the start of the show that like people probably will be looking at it. I know it's a couple of results and it's early days, but you'd be looking at the squad, the makeup of the squad going, Do you know what? We actually might be okay in terms of the type of players that we have. I understand people would have trepidation with. Matip and Canate's injury history and Gomez, but I'm just delighted that club has given him minutes, and it's it, it's it doesn't look like a token thing, because he throws him on against Newcastle last week, in in the fucking in the heat of the battle, but he brings him on today again. He, he obviously trusts him, he obviously rates him. It's it's not the highest playing benchmark to get from a, a professional, but Joey Bar managed them last year at Bristol. And basically said, if he keeps his head on his shoulders, he, he's going right to the top. He's going right to the top of the game
1: because Chris Golding says he's going to have Reuters cramp on this Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Come here! Um, I, I've I'm had a... people say worse about me,
2: but honestly, um, <laughs> he's, he, he he looks the part. He he really does look the part, and again. I he's probably I think he's the captain of the under twenties England, I think he might be. But look, I think sky's the limit for this lad and again, just if you wanna look at silver linens, uh, a Europa League campaign is gonna do this kid the war because he's gonna he's gonna get so much football and, and experience it all different ways that this this young fellow will have a lot of football under his belt by the time he, he's 22, 23. So yeah. Long story short, I think Kwanzaa is going to save Liverpool a small fortune mm. uh, in the near future.
1: Um, uh, Colin says if Quanza played for Palace or someone like that, it would be crying for someone like him. Klopp seems to really back him. Look, there was people last week saying, you know, oh, he he brought on Kwanzaa, um against Newcastle because look, he was trying to show what he needs to send that back and stuff like that. One, Jürgen Klopp, Jürgen Klopp isn't going to. Um, do that in a game where it's in the balance and you're down to 10 men if he doesn't believe in the player and two he's not going to do that to a young player and use him as a pawn in a game he's just not going to he's too much respect for the players he has in the squad we know this we've seen it so many times over the years even when players are being unfit or you know not available or having bad time Klopp would always back them he would never do something like that to a young player and he could have easily left him off the pitch today he could have easily left him off the pitch and said, You know what? I'm going to put. I think Doak was on the bench. Was by Chetage on the bench. You know, uh, you know, we could have brought yeah. them in, but he didn't. He put him in again. And I, I think we talk about forward planning an awful lot. You might not see him for three games now, but he's given him a taste. And then he lets him go off. And I I would absolutely have him in in that Europa League and saying, Listen, you're playing the Europa League. I'm playing you. I don't care who are fucking playing. You're playing. You know what I mean, those group games and the group the group was fairly kind to us as well. Emma and Kev um have a player each week because they both been mentioned in the chat. Um Emma <coughs> Andy Robertson. Um I thought he had a brilliant game today. Yeah. Um I thought he was really good defensively, um, really sharp going forward. You know, when he got it, he was he was really hitting Diaz. Like, bang, there you go, you go and do your thing. Um and I was delighted for him because I think when things don't go well, in this team, I think people naturally look to... Our oh, Andy Robertson doesn't fit that left-sided thing. But today, I thought he was excellent.
3: Yeah, no, he was ec- he was like the old Andy Robertson, up and down, up and down. Um, and he's he's kind of... He's forming a kind of an understanding with, with Diaz. With Diaz being out for so long, obviously, they haven't been playing together. Um, and there was, there was maybe one way would pass today. But, um, yeah, overlapping, getting balls into the box. It's, it's like it's 1920 robertson seems to be back just needs to start getting a few uh, assists now um to be properly back but it was great to see him bombing up and down the up, the, up and down the wing as well but he, he got a little bit of help from like jones has gone somewhat unmentioned and i think he probably i think he probably did go through the game unmentioned as well but that doesn't mean that he didn't do anything
1: yeah that's what i I
3: said last i I said last week i thought
1: he retained it brilliantly
3: gene yeah he did and but but that's that's what he does um and i think him i I think i said at one point today i watching it on tv i couldn't figure us out and i was watching it from a height perfect camera angle you can only imagine what it was like to be aston villa today it was like the red arrows it was like who's where like sabasley was on the left one minute he was on the right the next they they seem to be switching and i don't know whether it's a a, can we look forward and and think to ourselves like when it was milner henderson and genie who was actually the number six
1: We class
3: any of them as as the number six we didn't know if you had had them three
1: playing it would usually be in henderson
3: yeah but 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 there was no kind of so we seem to be kind of obsessed with this, we need a number six, we need a number six. Why can't it be a fluid in there? And I think that's probably where Gravenbert's coming in as well. Like we know that McAllister can do it. We know that Endo can do it. I think like could probably do it as well. It's whoever's there does it at the time. But it just today it seemed nobody had a set position. Everybody well, I suppose McAllister probably and obviously the backs, but in terms of the midfield they were it, you just didn't know where the next attack was coming from. We're absolutely unbelievable going forward. And I've spoken on here before about when it was Firmino, when it was Mane and Salah, and you didn't know which one of them was going to pop up where in the box. And it just felt a little bit back to being like that today. But it actually involved the midfield as well.
1: Yeah, I, think, um, I just think it's the legs in midfield. I genuinely do. Once you uh, have that mo- mobility and you're known... And when everyone is tuned into each other, so you're not being it's not fragmented to where a couple are going and then you're leaving that number six, you know, um open to two and three running that which we have done last season. Everything seemed to be tuned to when they we weren't go,
3: even getting as far as the six. Yeah,
1: the amount, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when we but yeah. this is what we, I, I always bang on about this. Whenever put are in tune. They hit you up high and what you're left with is a percentage ball into midfield or a percentage ball down the channel and their two centre-halves will eat you alive or our midfield just make sure we get it. You know what I mean? And you're seeing loads of that. Even late in the game today, Harvey Elliott comes on. You're late in the, late in the game and bang, they're on top of fellas and winning the back 15 yards inside Villa's half and then turn and look to play. And that's when Liverpool are at their best. When they're tuned in and they, they make you play percentages and they know they're winning them percent just that's where they are and i thought robertson was there there
3: was a point in the first half today that villa couldn't get out of half we read the game the midfielders read the game unbelievably the ball was arriving at a a villa midfielder and we were taking her off their toe we were coming in from behind them and taking her off their toe and there was another attack Mm. today i I think that's probably and i'm not losing the run of myself i've not had a drink Mm. i think that's probably the best i've seen us play at home probably eight in 18 months, I'd say.
1: Yeah. Including I... United? Yeah.
3: Ah, but they're dorkly. Like. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, 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 I would. In terms in complete, of playing as a team... Complete performance, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, I think that's probably yeah. the best. Probably since just before AFCON.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, the thing
2: is, the, thing is, like, the need for... Like, we've all become engrossed in this number six defensive midfielder thing in the last and it's just the way we've kind of been made to think but the need for an out and out number six is heavily negated if you have midfielders who are all willing to walk back and who are all capable of looking after the ball if you have control of a game you don't need Someone like a for being now in the bigger games you will need them away from home. Yeah. It is going to be a necessity, but for games like today, it was the perfect setup because they all looked after the ball and they all did their job. And i'll, I'll parrot what Emmet said, I was going, he was playing. We're here, but in a good way. It, yeah, it yeah. was organized chaos on Ireland, and they were kind of going but what's fucking going on here? And then you could clearly see today at times it was the box midfield where Trent was going into the middle and it was a back three when we were in possession. So again, like horses for courses, a big thing for me is if you're going to go far in this league, you're going to need more than one system. We won the league playing that one system. We we won that. But you're going to need different approaches for different games. And I think Klopp is figuring that out. And None of it we've all, we've talked about players here to now end on, on the shows the last couple of weeks but again I think club and his changes absolutely spot on and, and it's something where he's markedly approved because it's something that I kind of hold against club since he's come in that it is his cha- his substitutions didn't always positively affect the game and look he's a look like, a manager won't always make the right changes but he seems to be getting it Right now, a lot more than he has previously. Like fucking, I thought Elliot was like Elliot has blown my mind. Yeah, because you said this to me a few times. He's like a completely yeah. different player since we since he's come back. He's he's rapid getting around the place, and he's a little he's a little terrier, but it looks like that he's kind of gone now. They club has gotten the boy in, by all of the players who probably Curtis, who probably seen himself as a, as a wide player or a more attacking midfielder, uh, I think McAllister's is the type of fella. If you tell McAllister to stay back and pick up the fucking tape in the dressing room, he would. He just seems like an honest, an honest fella. He do want and you tell him? But they're all buying into the to the job that they have here for the great or good, and it seems to be working. Like again, like talking about Curtis and hardly being mentioned. I remember stuff. We used to call people used to call Genie Wynaldum Genie invisible. And then you'd be like, Yeah, he might be invisible, but we're fucking thirteen points clear to the top of the lake. And it's cause of players like him in the in the side. And that's what you want. You're not gonna get lads pulling up the tree pulling up trees every week the way Sabozlo S- S- done. The famous Shankly quote is You, you need one pet you need one piano player and ten fellas to carry it. And Klopp is getting the boy in again. It he said that. This is the this is the fourth time where i really looked today going right this is fucking clock 2.0 this is a different liverpool team there's reason to be optimistic here we're causing chaos all of our forward mo doesn't even have to be at his best and my winning games are a canter and and i think that's 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 a big thing for me that you can actually kind of see now where there's a system there the players willing to walk in it and it looks like to me Every single person knows what that job was. And to be honest with you, I don't think that was the case last year. And it's easier when you're winning games, but everyone will improve markedly now because you're playing in a team that has structure, cohesion, and you're getting results. The worst thing for new players coming in to do is you feel like you're coming in to fucking your town about on your own back when everyone now is moving in the same direction. And it's made it much easier for these lads coming in. like Again, people people saying didn't notice McAllister today. He was fucking brilliant. He was just getting everything together, doing everything he had to do. Quietly, quietly brilliant. That's what you want. Quietly effective. I I would rather be effective than eccentric. 10 points out of 10 because you'll have someone like Bruno who'll run around pinging crosses in the box all day but he probably would have fucking turned off a possession 15 to 20 times beforehand. You control control wins your games I thought we would have had to outgun Villa today, like a lot of people but we didn't, because we were brilliant to a man all over the pack, and you've Bear coming in here, who could fucking be anything from what we've seen based on the player that we've seen at OJACS he could be absolutely anything and you're seeing that the, coming out now about all of the Bayern coaches going, the kid did absolutely nothing wrong in his time at Bayern Munich he was just coming in where there was a bit of trepidation in the backroom staff with Tuchel and he couldn't fit him in and there's the politics of the likes of Goretzka and uh Kimmich having to play every game so he's coming in and again someone nobody even touched on Luis Diaz much fucking better much much better that they're all going up levels again gal, and The best thing for a team to be is hard to play against. And we look like we were difficult to play against today for the first time in a long time.
1: I think um, something Klopp said in in pre-season was he feels that the first four to six games of the the league season is part of your pre-season. And I think he's managed it brilliantly. I think, you know, we're talking about the subs and I think, you know, we know, and we've done it on this channel, where you go, he seems to make these subs and they're kind of going, what's going on? But, but to me, it looks like he's basically got them all together and went, listen, this is how we want to play. So if we can all get in tune on how we want to play, it doesn't really matter who I bring on or who I fucking start, because you all know what you're doing. And now and then you see, and, and the the benefit of that is, is that when you get a Harvey Elliott coming in or a Jones comes in today or Nunes comes in instead of Gakpo or whatever it might be, they all know what they're doing. And I think that's what he's worked on. I think it's it's fallen really well from because I think he's treated these I don't, I'm not saying he's treated the four games like pre-season, but he has in the back of his head about minutes and legs and you know being at the optimum and stuff like that. And the fact that they're all in tune on what they need to do. And he's able to then go, You're off after 60, you're but you're in. And we seem to it's not like we bring players on and we kind of go, Oh, that's the game over, nothing really happened. We actually just go up another level again. And the, the you know the the energy comes into the team again and it goes. I think it's I think they've walked it brilliantly over the first four league games. The amount of minutes they've given to everyone, how players have dropped in, come out. Some of them enforced, like you know, with sending offs or whatever. But I think over the first four games, I think it's it's been brilliant. Kev, last player before we we get out of here. And people have asked in the chat, can you talk about Everton? I United tune in tomorrow night, winners and losers. I'm nearly sure Everton and United will get a mention tomorrow, at um, ten o'clock. But Kev. Sean, mentioned it there, and I mentioned it earlier, but McAllister plays that deeper role. And I just thought he was, every time a player got the ball, McAllister was like, I'm here if you want me. And he just took a touch and passed it. Ping, 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 ping. Didn't have to do loads, but he just ticked us over all day and gave other players a chance to go and express themselves. I thought he was excellent.
0: Reminded me an awful lot of Luka Modric. Um, that safe pair of hands in the middle of the park who was always... <coughs> He was always available. He always made himself uh, an option, uh, comfortable on the ball, didn't mind taking it with players around him. He's a proper centre mid, bearing in mind that when he started his career, he was a striker. And then he was a uh, second striker, then a centre, like number 10. and he, he looks like he can do it all. He just looks like a, a, a proper old-school footballer. If you're looking at... um. Today, uh, looking at that eleven, and said, "Yeah, this is kind of as close to an IX total football eleven as you're going to see." In that midfield three, that's what it was. He it was he can do it all. He's got a bit of snide about him when he needs to, and he's got the um, the technical brain to see stuff that other people can't see, and he's got the heart and the engine to do it all day long. When I've talked to Joe from uh, Albion Obsessed a few times about him, he just said, "You will love it. You have no idea what he's going to do for you as a player. He's all heart. He'll give everything for the short and he'll leave nothing, nothing behind." And it must be a manager's dream because Klopp would have told him, "Right, this is what your job is. We're going to..." And the way that Klopp tweaked the the system again today for Trent, inverting into that centre midfield position next to him. He did it from centre-back today and kept the back four together as lo- a, lo- a little bit longer so that if we did if it did break down in midfield, there was a back four to get through. So that little extra tweak allowed Trent to come onto the ball from a deeper position, facilitated by the, the space that McAllister was able to create with the angles that he offered off the ball. It's, it's all like a jigsaw that comes together. And I can't wait to see how this, this side evolves. Because the players that are to come back into it are technically really good footballers as well. You know, Grava Bertsch, we'll see. He, you know, there's not an awful lot of body of work from him from his days at Bayern, but you're judging it off what the, the ceiling is with him from what he did at Ajax. And the schooling, the education, the football education he'd have had at Ajax, he's got to be another option who could do exactly the same thing again. It's just we're, we're stacking the, the middle of the park with footballers, you know, who can do it all and they all look like good eggs you know they all look like they'll run for days great great engines but a brilliant brain and you know i i think there's definitely room to be optimistic about what we can do for this season there really is it,
1: there was one piece with McAllister today where they were trying to get sabas on the ball on the right side of midfield second half and you could see them looking um gomez has a couple of looks to try to get it to Sabah's and he realised it's being cut out but I don't know who it was off Villa but there was one Villa player kind of doing the doggies and McAllis was watching and watching and watching and he gets the ball and just knocks it off two or three times and then actually positions himself closer to this player that he want out of the other way to get Sabah's on it and as soon as it's pinged into me knows this fella's biting and he just hits Gomez where then Gomez goes bang into Sabah's and I went yeah that's that's i was watching it unfold in front of me. I could see him constantly looking at this fella. And he just over two he received the ball two or three times, but kept edging his way towards this guy as if to say, Come on and bite. And as soon as your man took a step towards him, he just pinged it in. He just knocked it off the go off the Gomez, He gave it a sob and Liverpool went away and played. And that's the sort of intelligence you need. And that's the boy, sort is, of control you need.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason why Thiago's kept around for a year. Because honestly, it, Klopp obviously really respects Thiago as a player and a professional to keep him around. Because we 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 seen with Hendo and we seen with Hendo and Fabinho. It looked like to me conversations were had with with them two boys, and they basically felt we're better off out here. And Saudis came in for Thiago, and Thiago apparently had a conversation with Klopp. And was like, "No, I'll stay, and I played the last year because." Klopp knows what them boys will be learning from Thiago in training because forget about the Tiago that's come in, look, the injuries or whatever. Think about <laughs> his, like Kev was saying, the body of work, Gravenberg has, we haven't got a lot to go off. Think about the player was Thiago was before he signed for Liverpool. He's arguably the best deep line six of his generation. People would tell you that. The most, one of the most technically gifted footballers Liverpool have had on their books. The stuff that Jones, Bajetic, Elliot, McAllister, even Sabozloy, Gravenberg will learn from him in training is priceless. Cause and, and it will stand to them. And you will see Look, like that. I, I, I know the part of the game you're talking about today. It was just clever. And it's one of them things that looks so simple in theory, but it's really fucking difficult to execute because it's football at the highest level. And it's in-game intelligence where you're saying, if I can't get on the ball here, I need to figure out a way I can affect the play and get the open or give Gomez an option. And I thought people are digging out Kev for saying that the Modric comparison is absolutely fucking perfect. Now, he might not be technically as gifted as Modric, but for me, Modric's best attribute was constantly being available for the ball. Whereas, and I, I'm not digging him out. He's gone now. And whatever, whatever way it walked out, it out. There was times when I was watching Henderson, even in a peak Liverpool, and he's hiding behind his marker because he doesn't want the ball. And, and, and it's literally just because he doesn't feel comfortable receiving Henderson didn't feel comfortable receiving the ball everywhere, the, tr- the four boys including Trent I'll go to three boys, Jones Sabozloy um, and McAllister they have that one skill where they're happy to take the ball anywhere and trust their ability to turn and find space and playing with players like McAllister as a midfielder just makes our life so much fucking easier and that's why you can't overstate how important he's going to be to this team moving on.
1: I think it was a, I think it was a big statement to put him in there today in a game where people thought Villas midfield might get a lot of joy out of us and it would have been easy to put Endo in there and he doesn't. And I think, you know, we've, we've banged on about this six all the time and is Endo, your starting six. Maybe McAllister is. Maybe he's going down this route where he goes, listen, and it's all down to what happens in front of him. If they're tuned in in front they there's way there's loads of protection there for anybody that wants to play deep but look we have to run because we're over time but i want before we go um we've heard all this stuff during the week and we won't we won't go too heavy on it but we've heard all this during the week when saudi arabia salah 150 million liverpool said no and they said okay listen we'll ring you back in a half an hour with a new bit and um, which yeah. i thought was great They must have ran out of credit or something um but does, this this window doesn't close in saudi until friday i don't think i think it's friday so we five more days of this shit um but emma you forced do, th- do you think anything comes of this Sabah's lawyers quote today is saying i speak to, i've spoken to salah he wants to stay he's with us he's staying with us there's no problem there so um i was delighted to see that but do you think there's anything in this because i'm not taking no amount of money
3: And um, i think the offers are there obviously um I think it's offers were by telephone. It's not really a good way. I'm sure that's not the way transfers are done, but if they really wanted them, if they really wanted to test our metal on Salah, the offer would have came in earlier in the window. There's not a hope in hell that we were going to let him go on the days leading up to the transfer window closing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you enough time to, um, it doesn't give you enough time to replace him. Um, I wouldn't want to replace him. Salah, Sees out his contract with Liverpool, he still make a million and a half a week to go and play in Saudi Arabia. I think Salah is is so bored of breaking other people's records that he started to break his own. I think he broke one of his own records today. Um, I I, I think he's driven more so by records and goals than money. It doesn't strike me as a money kind of person. I know he he got his money increased to three fifty with us, but look, he was well worth it. Now I see him seeing it his contact with us, um unless an absolutely ridiculous amount comes in in January or next summer. Mm. Um, you wouldn't begrudge him. He's the most famous Muslim footballer in the world, yeah,
1: the only thing um, I would the only thing I'd say on it is and it touches on what you've said there Salah wants to play in the big games, he wants yeah. to play in the big games, he wants to be the biggest player in the big games. he wants to win the big things, you know what I mean. And he's not going to do that in Saudi Arabia. He's going to go over there into half-empty stadiums. It's pub fucking football, and he gets all that money. But I think Salah Salah wants um, he wants to walk away with you know this these memories of him. Do you know what I mean? And I I I I don't I I don't have an issue with it if if a big come in next summer, and he's thirty two or whatever he is, and they go listen, we're giving you 150, 200 million. You go fine, but. Liverpool, at least Liverpool know what's coming and they've 12 months to sort out whether that's going sign, I don't know, Jared Bowen or whoever you, you fancy down that side, right? But I've no problem with that. But I'm not taking any amount of money in the next five days. The, the oh. knock on effects are just a joke. You, if you don't make top four, what you lose, you know what I mean? It's just the, the, the knock on effects of 250 million sounds mm. great, right? But the knock on effects of what could happen if he's not in the team and where we could end up. It's, it actually negates it, and then, then you're in America where people still think you've 250 million, and you're going to be absolutely screwed. Where the guys are trying to sign someone.
3: I, Kev, I think we'll have, we'll forward plan to say, look, if it's a case that there's an offer there next summer, we will accept it next summer. But I think we need to have got our business out of the way first before correct. allowing them go anywhere.
1: Correct. But you see, if you look at the Gravenberg thing, if you believe that Liverpool were looking at this since April, right? If Liverpool have an England. Or if they've had a conversation with Salah and says you're not going and he says well look if that offer's on the table next year i want to i want to be given the opportunity fine liverpool now have 12 or 10 months or whatever it is to go and sort it i think that's absolutely fine but not now you can't you you can't there's no no amount of money to put in the bank to put your season in jeopardy kev how are you feeling and do you think that can happen in the next um, of days?
0: i think the noise is going to be around more salah from now until the day he leaves liverpool uh, this this conversation about him going to the Saudi League is not going to go away. It's going to be every window. It's going to be nonstop. Um, I think if anything was going to happen, it was going to happen when we had we were able to react to it. The fact that we turned down one hundred and fifty million is fair enough. That's fine. Um, we'll have to see what they're going to offer again in January because they will. They'll come back in January with another offer. See where the club is. See where the what, what how the league is going and see what money they put up on the table. But at the end of the day, this must be like what it's like to be a PSG fan and having the conversations around Mbappe every single window all the time. It's It feels like the club will probably make him an offer next year, early next year to extend. If he wants to extend, fine. If he doesn't want to extend, then I think the club will probably look to... They won't let him leave for free. That's a hundred percent certain. They 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 won't allow. In the same way, Spurs couldn't let Harry Kane leave for free. They had to get something for him. If Salah won't extend his contract at the club next year, then they'll have to look at trying to do a deal to get him to get the best possible money for him next summer. And
1: that's what But fine,
0: they had the is, rest of this. They had the is, rest of is. this year to start looking and analyzing players and probably and how, have something in place by how April. We're going, yeah. Yeah, yeah, how we're gonna but, how we're gonna move without?
1: But that but that's but that's no problem. And and that be if he went next June or next May June, it'd be seven years of the club. It's hmm. a ridiculous record he has. He doesn't know yeah. anyone anything. And but at the end the of the day, that... this time next year he'd have two years left on the deal. Is that right?
3: No, twenty twenty five. So we'd yeah, have a year left, left more, on more, his deal yeah, next yeah, year. year. So yeah.
1: that's the sweet spot where you go. We're making the decision. It's a bit Harry are right? And yeah. and there's no problem there. But, like, like uh, Emmett said, if, well, if they're serious about it, you come in on June the 4th and go, We want yeah. Mo Salah. Do you know what no, I'm so saying? The other
0: thing, as he well, I was, was going to say be, before Sean comes in, one sec. Anything that we do get in for him next summer is straight off the balance sheets, as if you were selling a whole grown player. Because he's, he's pure profit now, because his contract is already his original contract, his first contract, the money to, to Roma is all paid. So anything that we get in for Salah next summer is pure right. profit. So it frees up so many options for us for the next five years that and you can do what, what we did with Coutinho. Exactly, Kev. Next year, when yeah. we so have I'm, a virgin, we might have that, a virgin and issue and as well. And Sorry, and Sean, that, you
1: know, but Before you say anything, I want to ask you a question, right? So, one, do you think that will happen in the next five days? And two, do you think they're actually serious? Because I think I think this is being Now, what I mean is that. I, I know that's serious, but by going in on these dates to try to do it, right, makes makes me think this is just an unsettling thing they're trying to do. No right. in the future, they might get it done, but um, and this call me paranoid, but they've targeted Liverpool a fucking lot here, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're not course. banging on Newcastle's door for fucking any players, do you know yeah, what I mean? Of
2: course, because it's the same crowd, but you're naive to think that Mo Salah and his people haven't had conversations and given and given sort of awards to them that are saying, look, if you can start out with Liverpool, we'll go and we'll take that deal. There's no doubt about it because they don't go in unless... No player has rejected them yet after agreeing a fee with the club. No player has really turned around and said, there's been players who turned around and said, I don't even want your offer. I... I genuinely reckon that there's a deal already done and in a way, say in, a, in a gentleman's agreement sort of way where I'd imagine Klopp's probably just turned around to Mo last week and said, look, listen, look, we can't let you go now because there's no time in this window to get the player we want. We have him. Liverpool would have been scouting Mo's replacement for the last two or three years, believe it or not, because that's normally how, how clubs operate. And they're probably saying to him, look, we we understand. That. And Klopp even said, the contracts are just different. That difference, and it's what changed everything. It's the contracts that they're offering players, where players can't really say no. Because yeah. it, it's not that... I hate the term fucking life-changing money. We're talking about multi-multi-multi-millionaires now, but it's just money that you simply cannot say no no to. So people in the chat saying, and Bape fucked them up. I can't, Mbappe was never going to go there, let's be honest. Mbappe, Mbappe is... That was PSG
1: trying to get that money back yeah. for the for right. he of Mbappe.
2: I'd imagine, that, I'd imagine that Liverpool and the the SPL, which is who they're having the conversation with, by the way, they're not talking to the club. They're actually talking to the POF. They're talking to the, the government and body. They're the one who was sanctioning the deal. I'd imagine Liverpool were like, right, he's not going now. Because you've ke- you've come in too late and we can't replace him. You bet your bollocks if they were bidding 200 million two weeks ago. Salah's probably gone. As mm. much as people don't like to hear that, Salah is probably gone. Because people won't like hearing this. The model that this club have adapted and have, have made work for them is solely based off business like this happening. It, it, this, and this is just a scale larger than you can imagine. Mo Salah is a brilliant footballer. He's the best Premier League footballer Liverpool have had, I'd say. The, the most impactful player. Is he irreplaceable? Everyone in the chat will tell you, yeah, or no. I, I would say, yeah. I, Liverpool, with 200 million or however much they managed to get from in the end, will be able to replace him. And I'm using the money ball term here. In the aggregate. In terms of buying players... With that money, <clears throat> you can improve your team across the board. Whether it's a top of the pops centre back coming in and a six, the same way they replaced Coutinho with Van Dijk and Allison, there's ways to make your team better. It doesn't have to be a direct right winger. You could throw Jared Bowen in there, and you'll score enough goals that Nunes, Gakbo, Jota, and Diaz can supplement. I don't think Liverpool. I think if Salah if Salah got injured, I don't think we'd be short of goals. Put it that way. They will look at this thinking, this is an opportunity for us to hear to cash in on a depreciating asset because that's what he is. I know it's just matter of fact and we'll go again in the summer and we'll take our time and we'll make sure that we've all our ducks in a row and that player is willing to join us and come on board and if we're back in the Champions League, it'll make the job even easier because again, you're able to get... The top talent in and and pay them the the required money. Any deal happening in the next seven days is literally a couple of things have to happen. I reckon Saudi might even have to go up as far as 250 million. And on top of that, Mao is going to have to kick up stink. And I just don't see that happening. No. I really don't. don't, And as much as a dickhead as aging can be, I think he's a dickhead. People love him because he's what I think he's. he's, I think his agent is a prick, to be honest with you. Um and I, the my worry always was that he was gonna be a fucking major turn if someone like Madrid or Barca ever came in for but it hasn't been the case. And it, I don't think the agent is pushing him to take the off Although it's probably really, really beneficial for the agent to take that money. But
1: But it's it's not it, like it's not like it's it's a one time like you see.
2: It looks like Klopp said, we go off what Klopp said without being hypothetical. He said, he's been in the the, meet, the leadership meetings all week and he's 100% committed and he's interested in what I'm saying and he's engrossed in what I'm saying and uh, Sabozloy comes out to today saying he wants to stay. Look, if Salah never leaves and he sees out his contract, I don't care where he goes because he, he always live up here with absolutely nothing. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm mad if you think Liverpool will pass up the opportunity in the summer and have to cash in on it.
1: Well that's but that's the thing, like Beijan says, Gav, where are we assuming Ma will want out after the season? Let's see let's say we are successful. Won't Ma want to go back into the Champions League with us? That's exactly what I'm saying, Bejan. What he oh, It'll be the, the club point, that decides. The, the point it's not even the club. I think the point I'm trying to make is that I think he wants to play all the big games, right? But it's a million quid a week or whatever, it's fucking phenomenal money. And I know they're multi multi millionaires, but at the end of the day, like we're all out there to make as much money as we can in the career we have before we fucking croak it and leave it to our family or whatever it is. All I'm saying is is that in the next five days, I can't see anything happen regardless of what money it is because I don't think I don't think like Johnny said, I don't think he'll kick it up, right? and and cause fuss. But at the same time, the Saudis, his is agent, the player and Liverpool Football Club are thinking, hold on, we can actually make this very amicable in 12 months' time. No problem. He's not going to lose any of his aura in, in, in Saudi Arabia or the Muslim world in the next 12 months. Do you know what I mean? It gives Liverpool a chance to get who he wants to replace him. It gives the Saudis a chance to actually get what could be perceived by them a fairer deal all right and Salah still gets the sort of money that's being talked about now i just don't think at uh, right now offering that sort of money on transfer deadline day that's stupid it it nah. feels a bit more unsettling than than actual we think we could do this do you know what i mean like do they genuinely think they're coming in on deadline day with 150 million 50 a million of which is is add-ons and saying yeah here here you go take Mo Salah on deadline day liverpool like you know what i mean why would you do that but I think in the, in 12 months' time, if you could sit down and go, he's a year left, he doesn't want to extend, he's being offered that money, let's take it, let's go and take it now. It doesn't get messy for another year like Kev said, and every single Friday Klopp's being asked about Mo Salah's future. So it's one of those where the next five days could be interesting, but oh, I think the sound coming out is, um, is is one where I don't think it'll happen. Colin Cavanagh says, just move on, this is boring. We're just torn off then, Colin. Do you know what I mean? Just knock off if it's boring. Do you know what I mean? It's like when Coronation Street is shy I just tore her off um, <laughs> Anyway, we're going um, We're out of here Because um, Colin's fucking annoyed me now um, <laughs> Anyway, I'm only messing Colin Money buzzing at uh, um, me I'm ashamed of the Covenant name going, Yeah, fucking uh, Mark Covenant's in there under, underneath you Your brother I don't think your brother's happy with you Colin um, But anyway, anything else before we go Emma? No, and hurry no, up because no, no. Colin's bored
3: all good. Just raging that it's international break. Like, Sean, you just want to see games after games after games. The more these lads play together, the better they're going to get, and I think they were excellent today, so it's exciting times ahead, I think.
1: Okay, Kev, anything else before we go?
0: Some good international football coming up. We're away to France. Looking forward yes. to see what Evan Ferguson can do in a green shirt. Bobby a four
3: <laughs>
0: Or Alva. He's making a name for himself. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. know. There's, there's plenty of good football coming up. And yeah, the, the Ireland France game would be interesting because, uh, by all accounts, Canate is in the French squad. So, okay. oh, all might right, might not be fair Yeah, uh,
1: anything else before we go, Shawnee?
0: No, hope you have Alex Collin. If you
1: have Alex, Oh, Colin, uh, he won't do that again. He might do it again. (laughs) 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 He might do it (laughs) again. Don't
2: don't forget to tune
1: in tomorrow, Colin. And if it's boring, let the lads know. Um, Change our name
2: now next week coming into the conference because they're going to be absolutely eviscerated. Change the
1: username as we speak. Uh, We're only buzzing off you, Colin. It's all good. Um, Anyway. That has been the fat back for Liverpool 3, Aston Bill and Neil. Um, really, really good chat. We've ran up to an hour and twenty-three-ish minutes, um, which is 23 minutes more than we were meant to, but I was really enjoying it. And um, that's all that matters, ours, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, thanks to Emma, uh, thanks Colin to wasn't though. What? Colin wasn't, Colin wasn't enjoying it. No, anything. Colin wasn't enjoying it. Bordy was. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Emma, thanks to Kev, thanks to Shani. thanks to Colin. Um talks in a bit over <laughs> <and> now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>